everybody. Welcome to another Nacho Tuesday. And today I have Phil Lee with Foxit Software. And uh, today we're going to talk about how to bring your SaaS products to market successfully. Uh, so without further ado, I'd love to hear from uh, Phil about Foxit Software and kind of what you guys are working on over there. Yeah. Hey, Andy. Uh, great to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and the audience. Um, really what you guys are doing kind of falls in line with the, our strategies and initiatives. Uh, you know, basically, if, if you're to ask me for like a one minute elevator pitch of, of what Foxit is. All right. Uh, so Foxit Software is a leading provider of innovative PDF and e-sign solutions. Our products such as Foxit PDF Editor, Foxit eSign, Foxit Reader, and our Foxit Mobile PDF and Foxit's PDF SDK. We, we empower millions of users worldwide to create, edit, sign, and secure PDF documents, streamlining collaboration and, and productivity. So uh, we cater to all sizes of, of businesses, uh, government, individuals, enterprises, uh, SMNB, micro businesses, uh, with the cost-effective and, and high-quality solutions, and, but most importantly, it's backed by our, the, uh, the best support in, in the business, and this has been documented by many third-party uh, institutions that, that, that measure that. And to fulfill our vision, you know, Fox is currently migrating to a subscription-first and, and channel-first approach, and uh, that's kind of why we came to Nacho, 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 was because of your indirect channel and and to promote our subscription or, or SaaS products so Great. hopefully that, that answers your question yeah i think you nailed it all right <laughs> probably about right on the dot with minute two okay. um so you're the chief commercial officer over there is that correct that's correct yeah i've been here about 13 years um i started off really as the first initial individual contributor uh the founder uh, eugene and and the ceo george um, asked me to uh, begin building a, a, a direct sales team. And uh, I started that 13 years ago. I went from one to a team now that's, uh, oh, probably over a couple hundred. So it, it's, wow. it's, been, it's been a very fun ride. Yeah, so uh, tell us more about your backstory. How did you get started in uh, technology? So that's, that's a good question. Um, you know, there's three things that I, I, I really emphasize when, when you're looking at a business career or, or, or life, and, and those three things are purpose, passion, and, and, and team. Uh, you know, purpose is, is something that uh, the, the company is provide your, your direction. Passion is internal, right? What drives you? And I was fortunate enough to uh, get into the document management space out of college by selling copiers. From there, I migrated to the archiving and, and the microfilm and technology. And then from there, I started dealing with some of the digital transformation in the very, very, very early days. Wow. And, um, you know, back then in, in the uh, late 80s and early 90s, the file format that was de facto was TIFF. Yep. And uh, we had a customer, a very large one, that, that wanted to distribute their information in PDF, Andy. And I said, I heard of that. <laughs> and uh, I downloaded the Adobe Reader. I think it was 1.0 or something like that, or maybe two. And uh, opened up a file and went, wow, TIFF is dead because of the UI. And then from there, embracing PDF, I found my passion. I found the technology fit. I found the you know early days of the digital transformation. And it really uh, got me engaged. And uh, from there, I... I got heavily involved in PDFs and new technologies around PDF. I uh, had a startup that was very successful. Uh, and then I moved to Adobe and from Adobe, I came to Fox 
Fox and Software, and and that's my my personal story. So. Yeah, sounds like a lot of document management. <laughs> sounds like it you've is. been since the beginning. So you're yes. the guy. Thank you for that. Uh, if you saw my gray hair, see my wrinkles. I've been around for a while, and yeah, I've been around since documents were actually something you'd write on. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Awesome. So, um, yeah, today we want to discuss, you know, hopefully we can pick your brain because you have a lot of experience here. We'd love to learn more about, you know, bringing a SaaS product to market. And, you know, one of the first questions we had was, you know, how do you how do you identify a good ICP early on? Uh, ideal well, customer profile. Yeah, yeah. So uh, identifying the right ICP, uh, I mean, really, it starts with understanding the target audience's pain points, needs and, and expectations. Right. You got to do your market research. You have to uh, examine industry trends and, and talk to potential customers to refine your ICP. I mean, a lot of it comes from gut. Most entrepreneurs have a gut feeling. I've been in this industry. I've seen something. I have some idea or my experience, even in working in, in, in a particular industry, was poor. And I thought I could do it better. Right. And uh, so you you iterate, you optimize, you're targeting as you learn about the market. And, you know, in essence, it's, it's the same old saying, you, you learn, you adapt, and, and, and you change. Yeah. So, um, again, do your research, uh, identify who that uh, um, product market fit can be, um, you know, start interviewing, doing prototypes, getting feedback, and, and then you launch, right? But you never know until you launch. That's the yeah. Thing. I've seen it in many cases. A lot of people try to, they have their ideal customer profile in mind, but it could be somebody completely different even. And so they, they spend a lot of time trying to bring something directly to that audience. But, you know, when you, a lot of times the audience is going to tell you things. And if you're listening to them, you could, uh, you could adapt and you could, uh, um, you know, adapt your product accordingly to kind of better fit their needs, if that makes sense. It does. It does. I think, you know, what's key is to having that user interface that uh, at least the customer understands what you're trying to deliver. And they're able to navigate to, to see the value that, that you're presenting them. Um, I mean, and, and then if you talk to too many people, you know, everybody has a different opinion. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, some people are fortunate uh, when they have an idea, uh, their gut or their experience uh, has been well enough to find that they can communicate that to R&D. You can do that with your UI design team and you can launch a product that, that's really successful uh, from you know, the people that know about it. Right. You know, you still got to get people to know about it. You got to make them aware. That's a whole nother yeah. aspect of it. But, uh, um, you know, keep trying, you know, the the idea of build and, and they will come. You know, a lot starts that that way, in my, in my opinion. But um, I, I, I wouldn't be disappointed if you build it and you have to rebuild it and then you have to rebuild it. And eventually they, they, they do come. So. Uh, that's usually the case, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. usually never the first uh, the first uh, iteration of it that really works the, the way it's intended. Yeah. So how do you discern between all those different points of feedback, right? That you made a good point, actually. Um, a lot of people have opinions. How do you kind of dial in which opinions really matter and, you know, get through all the noise there? So, Andy, in my experience, it's what market are you going after? Is it a consumer product? Is it a micro business? Is it SMB or is it truly an enterprise product? Right. And everybody's going to give you different reasons on, on what they're looking for in or in order to solve the problems. An enterprise, uh, you know, maybe more concerned about updates and deployment, you know, to scale. 
um, a, a, a small company might be more concerned about your customer support so they can learn the product or if they have a problem, who can they call and how can you hold their hand, you know, to get them to use the product to solve the problem that they thought they were buying the product for. So um, I, I don't have the perfect answer. Um, if people out there do, I mean, there's a lot of books that, that, that are written around around that, 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 that topic. But, you know, those are some of the things I, I, I think that... Uh, um, you know, it's just trial, trial and error. Uh, if, if I had all the answers, I, I would probably be in a different place today. Most likely on my own Island doing something Running the world actually. <laughs> yeah. They say a true wise man knows that he knows nothing. So yeah. we're always uh, learning and asking ourselves questions and trying to improve one, one little bit at a time. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. The smarter I get, the, the, the more I realize I don't know. So, yeah, same here. Um, so what other tips would you have for, we have a lot of startup founders that, uh, that follow our channel and, and, uh, you know, use our marketplace. Uh, what other tips would you have for maybe some of the, uh, earlier stage entrepreneurs for bringing their product to market successfully? Well, um, that, that's a good question. I, I think first off, you're going to have a passion and, and a gut feeling on what you want to bring, bring to market. And, uh, I think you can, uh, never do, uh, enough research, but you have to do uh, initial research to make sure that there is a good product market market fit. Um, I think communication from your ideas uh, to the R&D team, uh, and then how to, you know, understand what the product value is to the customer base, and then communicating that to your marketing team, and then leveraging, you know, all the aspects of digital marketing to find those potential customers, I, I think is, is key. But if, if I was to really summarize is, is have milestones that are achievable in the early stages and make sure that you have early indicators that you are reaching those, those milestones. Um, pick a specific customer or a specific uh, beachhead and go after it with all the gusto that you can. Uh, ensuring that what you thought you were developing, these particular beachheads or customers agree with you. Uh, they buy into it. They're early adopters. They give you the feedback that you need so you can improve the product based upon, you know, end users experience. And I think if you can do that, uh, um, that would be great. Don't be afraid to fail. I mean, the only time that, you know, there's been a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of things are stated, but yeah. Uh, True time that 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 you won that what you really do learn is 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 when you do fail, right? Um, but uh, you adjust, you go back at it, and the key is just don't make the same mistakes twice. So, uh, um, you know, some of the questions of an early SaaS is what can I do on my own? Another one is what's the best way to raise money? And then it's what's the best way to raise money and keep as much equity as I possibly can. And et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it's a stair step. And, and um, I don't know if I'm answering your question specifically. No, I, I think you hit on a couple important points there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think it's it's just that uh, you have to be all in. I mean, that's what most entrepreneurs are. They are all in, right? And um, I think if you are, uh, and then you build a team that comes all in with you, uh, I think that's the best start you possibly could have. That's a great point. Um, so what, what would you define as the moment of product market fit? Is there a signal that uh, an entrepreneur could look for that would just tell them that, yes, I think we have something here. I think this thing's ready to scale. When people start buying it. Yep. 
And the, uh, the word of mouth too kicks in, right? Yep. Yep. You start generating the revenue that you expected um, in order to, you know, eventually get a positive cash flow yep. and then scale off that. Uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, most, I mean, there are people that have created products in which it's an entire greenfield. Fox said in our case, we created a product uh, that competed against a, a, a behemoth Adobe that invented PDF, right? So our approach to, to find that right product market fit was uh, in you know, a couple ways, someone looking for um, a better return on the investment from a spend standpoint, uh, maybe uh, um, diversifying the amount of software companies that they do do business with so they don't have so much so much risk. But uh, when we started off, we, you know, we, we did what Adobe did. We had a free reader and we had a, a paid for editor product. And uh, so we had to find the right people in the right places that, that uh, were looking for an alternative. And in the early days when we were smaller, it was a little bit easier as we get bigger and bigger and realize that we have to penetrate into the enterprise. That it, it becomes more of a challenge. Uh, you have to pivot. What do you see as uh, the new opportunities over the next few years for software? Um, AI is obviously a big buzzword now, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think uh, I think that when you look at that question, it it, it is AI or machine learning, right? I, mm. I I believe that's something that I would see as great opportunity to leverage, you know, AI or machine uh, uh, machine learning technologies technologies specifically to help knowledge workers be more pr productive. Uh, when you, when you look at AI, you could say, well, we're going to remove knowledge workers. That's the biggest threat. But if I was a knowledge worker, uh, I would think I would embrace that technology and, uh, in order to make myself more productive. Yeah. In fact, you know, I don't know if this is the right platform, but, you know, Fox had announced today that we're incorporating ChatGBT into our PDF editor solution stack, right? We're integrating ChatGBT's right. AI assistance, assistance module into our PDF editor pro plus product line. And wow. that takes advantage of AI generated content, right? And it makes users more productive. I mean, I use chat GBT. So as I saw it, I started adapting to it. I'm not a young man, uh, but I feel I have a young mind and in order to stay competitive in today's world, you have to be willing to change. You have to be willing to embrace technology. Um, and I look at, uh, at that technology as, as a better way that, you know, to help me communicate. Um, I mean, to be honest, it writes better than I do, right? So why not leverage it? Yeah, a lot of people use Grammarly these days too. Um, yeah. They have a new AI feature to actually help you with the, some, some of your writing to catch some of the things that sometimes we miss. So uh, yeah. Yeah, an explosion of tools coming out right now built on OpenAI, it's incredible. It is. I mean, you can, the things that we can do, it is amazing. And, and uh, there's a part of you that can be fearful for it, but I think it's also, how do I get involved? How do I leverage it? How can I uh, take my my current set of tools that I that I market and incorporate AI uh, to make them better? And you know that I think that that's key. And I think that is something over the next you know I think five years is a long way down the road. But you know even the next year to three years, figuring that that out is going to be key to success. At least from the, the view from the street investors and and uh, also from from your end users. Yeah, we're definitely uh, at Nacho Nacho finding quite a few ways to incorporate it as well. So yeah. uh, we're very excited about some features we recently launched and some that we'll continue to launch over the next few weeks, which uh, we'll announce shortly. <laughs>
I'd, I'd love to learn that. That, 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 that. Everybody's yeah. Everybody's has a new AI thing coming out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so what do you think a lot of people get wrong about their product development? If there's like one thing, a lot of entrepreneurs just completely miss, uh, that causes the product to fail. Build it and they will come. Mm-hmm. So, um, too much on that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, most people from an entrepreneur, if they're, if they have a technology background, um, I, I always use this analogy is, is, and sometimes it's right. And sometimes it's not right. But, uh, Developers oftentimes uh, build a product uh, that they think works best as opposed to uh, the product market fit or what the customer thinks will will work best. And um, they're not the customer, but they're the builder. And uh, I I, I think that's something that happens too often uh, in in technology is uh, you get caught up on missing who the end user or who the the end user customer customer is. And the other thing I think is not only how good your product is, and if it's a perfect product market fit, you're still going to have to heavily invest in marketing to create awareness. And um, you have to understand digital marketing, uh, uh, understand how to leverage those tools, understand that how to transform or, uh, or migrate uh, uh, someone who might be interested in your products from an unknown visitor to a known visitor and then use all the tools available to drive that end user further down uh, the sales funnel until eventually they, they, they purchase. Um, you you got to get people to purchase. You got to have great customer success. And then, you know, the word of mouth and leveraging it across all the social networks uh, from influencers to you know advanced marketing uh, approaches is, is is key. So, uh, but I mean to really answer your question is 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 it's more than just build it and and, and they will will come. Um, it's always building it and and make sure that you have to rebuild it and rebuild it and, and rebuild it. Yep. Got to be open to that. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's never the first iteration, like we mentioned, right? So it has been sometimes, Andy. Not often, yeah. but. It- a lot of times they don't hear about the other iterations. They just hear yeah. about the hit, <laughs> like <laughs> OpenAI when it came out. You know, how long have they been in development for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, do you know of any commercialization trends that entrepreneurs should be aware of over the next few years? Uh, what are some new opportunities, I guess, for early stage entrepreneurs to get their SaaS product out there successfully? <sighs> So I don't know if this is more of an early stage because it, 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 it's a really good question, but let me kind of change the, the question on, on the fact that it's the customer data platform or understanding uh, who the customer is and identifying them so you can drive them further down the sales, the sales funnel. Um, I think that's, that's really key, uh, you know, as CDPs become more, um, customer data platforms become more prevalent. I, I think it's it's more of a later stage than than, than an, 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 er, an earlier stage, um, but uh, uh, when, you know when I I, I I I think about that that question, I guess if I'm an early stage entrepreneur, and uh, what what can I do from a, a go to market strategy is surround myself with mentors that have done it, okay, mm-hmm. and can tell me some of the obstacles that I'm going to uh, be presented with 
and how they were presented with the same obstacles because almost everybody has the same journey and how they they overcame them and uh, um, you know there's a lot of technology groups out there uh, that offer these these types of mentorship or, or gatherings so you can just ask as many questions on what someone else did who's already done what you know who's already accomplished what you're trying to accomplish and, and, and you just try to get as much information from them as, as possible um, and then be very humble and, and realizing that, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a smart person. You're bringing something to, prod, uh, to the market, but um, you don't have all the answers, mainly because you haven't been in the same situations that other people have and, and go and get and, and get that information from them and, and, and learn. But that would be my best suggestion. That's such a great point, actually. Yeah, it's no, there's no no point to kind of learn learn from uh, other people's like, learn from your own experiences the hard way when you can learn from other people that have already been through it. Yeah, learn from other people's failures, right? Because people are going to tell you. I mean, uh, the right people tell you, yeah, this is where I failed. This is you know what I did wrong, and if I could do it all over again, you know, I would try it this way. But um, you know, I, I wish. What's the saying? I, I I wish I knew then what I know now. I, I would do things differently. I wouldn't be quite as stubborn. So. Could you maybe expand on that? Do you uh, could you maybe tell a story or experience where uh, where you experienced failure, and what did you learn from it? Well, the one thing I think uh, uh, when I talk about if I was to talk about failure, so um, one thing Fox had did uh, a little less than two years ago is is we made an acquisition of an e-sign company. Right. Uh, at that time, Adobe was already in, in, in eSign. You had, you know, DocuSign, et cetera, and, and some of our other competitors. And we knew we also had to get into that marketplace. So uh, we um, partnered with eSign. Genie uh, came together through an acquisition. And we thought we would easily be able to take that technology and expand it in our existing um, uh, customer base. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we thought we could do it easily, make a few phone calls, have a couple of email campaigns. And it was a little bit tougher uh, to do it than, than expected. Um, and we didn't meet the goals that we wanted to meet in the first year. And why is that? Well, we didn't have the best handle on who our customers were. Okay, yep. So when they came, were they existing customers? If they're evaluating us, what products did they have? Um, would they be a, uh, uh, um, a prospect for this new technology? And it all kind of wrapped around the fact that mm -hmm. we needed a better customer data platform. So out of that failure, it actually gave me and, and others the ideas, okay, this is what we need to do. And then we started investing in that. And uh, yeah. um, it's, it's going much, much, much better now. But uh, uh, it, it just from the standpoint that uh, all we got to do is buy this piece of technology, give yep. it to our existing customer base, and they'll buy it. It's that simple, right? And yep. this will just didn't quite work out that way. It took yeah. a lot more work. Implementation's everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was just, just the start of it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it was implementation. It was also uh, Fox. It was known as a PDF company, not as an e-sign company, and. And getting the word out and the awareness out that, you know, we offer both and then having a compelling value proposition, it's something that took us time to refine.
I was also going to ask about a product uh, a success story um, in, in your experience. It could be your company or it could be another. Um, what's one example of a product that was brought to mar market successfully and, and why do you think that was so successful? So as I mentioned earlier, I've been in PDF a long time. Uh, one of the things that, that I did early in my career um, is we distributed um, technical information to non-technical users, yep. technical document information. Um, you know, and that was done in, in, in various forms and fashion, like either through paper or through microfilm and or through digital images. Uh, the one thing that we found out was uh, uh, telephone um, technicians in the field, all of you, right? No matter where you are, AT&T, Verizon, um, if you get a landline or now more importantly, if you get well, glass uh, or connection in, in, into the Internet, they have to come out and hook up the system. And in order to do that, they have to have all the information that shows where all the facilities are. Mm -hmm. So uh, being um, very PDF centric, this was a challenge back in the early 2000s. How do you get this? very technical mapping data to a non-technical person uh, that drives around in a truck all day uh, in, in a way that they can digest it and make them more efficient. And uh, uh, we did this through PDF. And what made it really take off is we made the PDF files, when we published them, they were location aware. So we had invented a way of putting location-based technology into a PDF file or PDF map. This was in the early 2000s. It was us. You had like the keyhole guys, which ended up being Google Earth. You had ESRI. You had all these technical solutions out there. And we came up with this idea of doing it all with PDF. We brought it to Adobe. Adobe said that is fantastic. But more importantly, the customer base loved it. It was very successful. We had our Lighthouse accounts in which we delivered very technical information to the military, to the intelligence community also to the gas, electric, and, and, and telco communities. And, and we did it so successfully because we leveraged PDF, more importantly, the ease of use of, of uh, the PDF applications at that time was Adobe Reader and Adobe Acrobat in order to deliver very, very technical information and the and, and means that could be consumed uh, by non-technical people. Uh, and it, it was like one of the greatest success. We got it right the first time. Man. Yep. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable, right? Um, but it, it was a very like interesting market. Yeah, it sounds like you really understood your customer though, like we mentioned before. <laughs> yes, we, we, we really did. We were just involved with them. And it was funny. Um, the way that the, this, this technology was really embraced was in two different areas. One was in the commercial world through, through telecommunications. The other one was in the, the government and, and, and defense. But in both instances, yep. it was the amount of time it took to train a person to use the product mm -hmm. was literally less than, than a half hour. Oh, wow. And the feedback that they gave to you was was just like oh this is easy i love this better than this other product that was driven off the database it, it just was easy to use and and it the, the reason was is is when warnock invented pdf um one of the founders of adobe it was you know 
it's the way a, a computer communicates to a human being was the idea behind the portable document uh, file format. And we were just fortunate enough to come across this, this opportunity to develop a solution using the de facto PDS standard in order to deliver very technical information to non-technical people. And uh, um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But that, that, that's my best story. And uh, I, I was heavily involved in that. There was... There was a number of people that, that made that very successful. That's great to hear about that. So what, what's next uh, What's next for Foxit? Um, we're very excited about the AI features and whatnot that you're talking about. Anything else that we should be looking forward to down the road? Well, I mean, we aim to become a global leader in, in digital um, documents solutions. I mean, we're looking to expand our product suite uh, with capabilities utilizing AI. Uh, AI-driven innovation. Uh, we're also really looking to form more strategic partnerships through the channel, like the like yourself, and uh, have global market uh, expansion to reach more customers and, and enhance their individual pro productivity. So we uh, we uh, actually went public a couple years ago. So we have a enough capital that we can expand both internally and, and externally and. Uh, the whole idea of, of is is really bringing um, actually utilizing PDF and expanding it to very specific use cases and, and taking a deep dive more than a horizontal approach. And uh, we have uh, um, a strategy that we are focused on that we do expect to execute on and, and then eventually uh, become very successful at. So we're going to continue to do what we've done. Um, try to do it better and broader uh, in the next few years. And well, sounds like you're the guy to do it. <laughs> I, I, I do want to stick around a few more years. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Well, Phil, you know, it's been a pleasure having you on today. And uh, for everybody interested in Foxit software, they have several products. Um, you can find them today on the Nacho Nacho uh, marketplace. Uh, yes. I believe they're 10% off. Is that correct? I believe so. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. These uh, amazing products built by people that know what they're doing. So, um, if you guys are looking for any other technology, they have an e-sign reader, uh, the PDF tool, and what was the other one as well? So we have a, a, a comprehensive uh, PDF uh, uh, tool uh, that does anything and everything all around PDF. We also have a very scalable e-sign solution uh, that supports any type of workflow for all types of e-sign uh, capabilities, electronic signatures. We also have a, an SDK uh, in which you can enhance and, and, and build your own uh, PDF solution. Specifically, the SDK is uh, was used by Google. Uh, all of Google's PDF technology is driven by Foxit's technology, as well as Kindle. Uh, most people don't, don't know that. And Amazon was an early investor uh, in Foxit uh, uh, many years ago. So um, those are the product lines. If you look at Foxit, we're everything, all things around PDF and eSign. Um, easy to use. Most importantly, if you get caught, uh, you can email or call a customer service rep and they will talk to you. Well, sounds like great technology and uh, you guys know what you're doing over there. So looking forward to the uh, next features that you guys roll out and uh, looking forward to a long continued partnership. Uh, once again, everybody, uh, check it out today in the marketplace. Uh, Nacho Nacho is the number one place to manage, discover, and save on SaaS. Uh, once again, Phil, thanks for your time today, and uh, we look forward to working with you uh, far into the future. Thanks, Andy. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you. you. All right.